Hi everyone, David Harris here for Criminal Injustice with a news bonus, the Supreme Court in the coronavirus age. Now, all listeners to the Criminal Injustice podcast know that everything has been affected in the judicial system as well as throughout our country by the COVID-19 outbreak. And we've already talked here some about some of those effects, particularly on prisons and jails. We're continuing to watch that set of issues and we'll have more for you about it. But it's even affected the highest court in the land. Yes, the U.S. Supreme Court. It announced earlier that it was going to have to put off arguments in 20 very important cases, uh, perhaps until the new term that would not start until October. And these were cases that were already scheduled for argument, some of which were quite timely and important. Well, on April 13, the court made a surprise announcement. It announced that for the first time, it would hear arguments, but they would not take place in person. The arguments would not take place in the court's famous courtroom with the nine justices sitting at the bench all together shoulder to shoulder. And indeed, how could they take place in such an environment? Uh, it you know defeats the uh, whole concept of social distancing, which is still very much in effect in mid-April as we record this and as the court made this announcement. The justices sit pretty close together, not to mention the many spectators who are often in the audience and counsel at counsel tables. So what are they doing? They're going to take 10 of these cases, the most important ones, the ones that have the, the greatest time pressure on them, and they're going to hear them by teleconference. That's right. This is an institution that's done things the same way for so long, and even they are having to bend to the realities of of the coronavirus. So they're going to have these arguments remotely. All the justices will be presumably at home or somewhere else, and uh, the lawyers will be somewhere else. This is going to be tough. I mean, I think they're right to do it, honestly, because some of these cases really do need to be heard right now, because among them uh, are cases involving the faithless electors. Uh, This is a case that uh, basically asks the question, what if a person who is an elector for the electoral college, these people who are basically put in place to cast votes for the person who won the state in the electoral college. What if somebody uh, uh, was a Trump elector for a state that gave all its electoral votes to Trump, went to the electoral college, which is a real thing that meets only in those uh, uh, years in which we elect a president. Somebody goes there to cast their vote and they decide to vote for somebody else, a faithless elector. Can this be? Can this actually have any effect? The court was to hear that case very soon. Uh, Another important case, the uh, use of subpoenas from Congress and from New York State to gather financial information on President Trump's finances. Uh, What about this? This could obviously have some political effects depending on the direction that the that the case goes. So those were are among the cases that the court has scheduled for its teleconference docket. This will all take place, as I understand it, uh, in May, uh, May 4th 
to the 13th, the exact date to be set for each case after consultation with the lawyers involved. Now, a little practical advice here from me, since I have spent the last several weeks uh, conducting all of my classes via sites like Zoom. Okay, so I have a little experience in situations with a lot of lawyers wanting to ask questions. I also have the experience of belonging to a very large family which met via Zoom for holiday dinners this past Passover and Easter week. And I can tell you one thing. If Chief Justice Roberts is in control here, he's got to learn one word right now. That word is mute. Mute. Get all of the justices on mute. If you've ever listened to a recording of a Supreme Court argument, or if you've ever been there, you know that these arguments are as much about the justices asking the questions in order to impress each other as they are about getting answers from the lawyers. Indeed, it's often true that the lawyers hardly get a word in. And that is, I mean, this is a recipe for disaster. So I hope that Chief Justice Roberts decides to conduct these arguments on Zoom because having used Zoom a lot, I know it has some shortcomings. There's Zoom bombing. There's all that stuff that can be overcome. But what I love about Zoom is the ability to hit this little button that says mute all. All right. This is the saving grace for the person hosting the meeting. And that way, anybody who wants to talk has to give a little signal, whether it's uh, through video raising of hands or through pressing this little button that indicates, uh, hey, I'd like to talk. Uh, That will introduce a level of decorum we haven't actually seen for a while as the justices talk each other as they ask questions in a cacophony. So maybe, maybe this can be a step forward. That's it. That's our news bonus, the Supreme Court hearing arguments via teleconference in May of 2020, another result of the coronavirus outbreak. We cover all of the news in our justice system, particularly in the criminal justice sphere here on Criminal Injustice. We hope you'll support our work here by going to patreon.com slash criminal injustice and becoming a member. I'm David Harris, and I'll be back with you next time. Criminal Injustice is written by David Harris and produced by Josh Rollerson. Find show notes and past episodes at criminalinjusticepodcast.com. Hold up. 